see most of the human race killed off because it is unworthy. It is unworthy of the gift of life. I don't care what society thinks. They're nothing anyway. They're no better than me. Until we hear the safe word, we will not stop. This is Jason Rouse, and welcome to the Safe Word Podcast. Our returning guest, Gina the Hyena. Hey. Not the Hyena. Nope, just Gina Hyena. Like, it's my last name. Hyena. um, You came back. I did. I had to see Brian. My dead father. (laughs) Yes. What uh, what have you been up to? I actually (laughs) did. In the last, what, 60 hours? Yes. I, um, I did Kill Tony, and now I have a show tonight. That's fantastic. So uh, do you want to explain to people what Kill Tony is that are maybe watching this that don't know what it is? Yes. So Kill Tony is a podcast that they shoot live. Tony Hitchcliffe and Red Band do this at Antone's now in Austin, Texas. And it's a lottery. You sign up outside and then you feel like a fucking loser because you wait around and you hope you get called up. It was one of the most mentally challenging things I've been through. It looks like a bunch of people waiting for vaccines. Yes. It's <laughs> even slightly more pathetic. Like, and you don't get a donut after. It's humbling. Yeah. Because everyone is on the same shit stick. Yeah, absolutely. It's like an open mic amplified mentally. But the stakes are so much better than open mic because you're getting so much exposure, one, to seeing you know professionals like Tony and Red Band. And then when they do call your name, if they do... You perform one minute in front of them on the podcast, in front of a live audience, and then they roast you and they interview you. Yeah, it's a combination of The Price is Right and X Factor. Absolutely. Right? And what I completely forgot was that if you do well, every once in a while, Red Band offers a gig. Yeah, you didn't have the foresight. You were so... uh, Do you remember... I was spazzing out. You saw me. Yeah, but do you remember I said you're next? Yeah, it was. And then you were very next. strange. <laughs> it was so strange because it was a lottery, and he was pulling names out, and you were with me in the viewing I go, you're room. Next. Yeah, and, and then they next. fucking called How me. Fucking weirdo. I was up there. I can't explain where my brain was because I before shows people see me and like I'm typically a friendly. And like outgoing person, but before a show, all that whole day, typically my phone is on airplane mode, and then I wear headphones, and I'll wear headphones at the show. Yeah, I do. So. For like fifteen minutes, because I'll out- plug. Yeah, and I need to either usually I listen to my own recordings, and if it's a different set that I want to like copy and paste different parts of a set, mm. I'll record myself earlier that day walking around, and then I'll listen to that on repeat, and then I'll listen to drag queen music. Usually, I usually listen to Alaska Fun. Thunderfuck. Can I be honest with you? Yeah. Your set was mediocre. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But you killed it in the interview. Thank you. That's what brought it home. Yeah. And I'm only seeing mediocre because your set was 60 seconds. Yes. And it's very difficult to... It didn't feel like me. Yeah. And that's what you got across in the interview is you. Yeah. So it was difficult and I was always... We talked about this off air before. I was playing between what minute I was going to do because a lot of my comedy, what I like to bring up is that I'm intelligent and I've studied human behavior for a long I've studied animal behavior and I think humans are animals. So, whatever. I've studied behavior for a long time and I think just people are funny and I like to bring that up in my comedy and make it funny and make people think and kind of challenge gender roles. And, you know, like this old school, like women are equal and stuff like that. Cause I'm like, bitch, no, we're not. And I like to bring that up in my comedy. But if I only have one minute, I'm like, I can't do that. I have to do the bit that has the most punchlines in it, which right now is my fucking magician joke, which does not tell you anything about me. It does, is not representative of my comedy at all, but I knew it gets laughs. So I was like, I just got to do that to hit punchlines. Show them your funny. 
Yeah. Before you show them you're smart. Yeah. And it's funny because I did that and I was like, you know, I was like really questioning doing that one. And, you know, people like that joke. And again, it's like, I feel like it's like the hackiest thing I've ever written, even though it's true. I did go on a date with a magician. He did text me that he didn't want to lead me down a deceptive path, which I was like, this motherfucker just wrote a joke for me, whether he knows it or not. Yeah. And um, when I did the interview, that's funny that you said that because my friends told me, they're like, yo, you were glowing and you were fucking laughing your ass off during the interview. And I had fun, but I hated it because I told myself all day before that, I was like, I'm not going to talk about my tits. I'm not going to talk about the webcam. I was like, I have so many more interesting things about me. And then these motherfuckers got me talking about my tits half the time. In and the like, conversation. Yeah. So you got to address <laughs> things in a, uh, in a conversation that you were trying to avoid in your stand-up act. Oh, no. I, I would rather do those in stand-up than the conversation. Yeah. Like when I did the interview, I was like, I want to talk about how I've worked in neurosurgeries and how I lived in Austin. I got booted from here when the comedy scene was blowing up and how bad that fucking sucks, but how I'm working my ass off in New York. And like, I used to work in primate labs. I used to run poker rooms. Primate labs? Yeah. I used to work in a behavioral primate lab. With baboons? With uh, rhesus monkeys. Rhesus monkeys? If you make a rhesus pieces joke, I swear to fucking Christ. No, I mean like, what's a rhesus monkey? They're the ones like from the outbreak. The oh. ones that look mean. Are those the closest to us? No, they're easiest. They're, they're easiest to have in a lab, is what it okay. is. Okay. Um, not the ones that rip your face off and they shoot well. your finger. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. And a uh, big Terrifying. thing about them. We'll totally get into monkeys, but to finish the Kill Tony thing, because this is what we do. Porno. Which one? Uh, we're going to get in the monkeys. Oh. <laughs> It's about a guy trapped onto the island by himself. I was like, because I did mention I used to be on a webcam, and I was like, which one did you see? <laughs> you did pornography? I, oh, I used God, to. This is awkward. We're going to webcam, but I'm not getting so far down that rabbit hole. It's actually how I started comedy. I um, was working in neurosurgeries during the day. Mm-hmm. I used to do neuromodulation, which is where somebody, like if, say, you got in a car accident or whatever, and you have chronic pain, like car accident or whatever, like a motorcycle accident, you could have, you know, you have chronic pain, but you don't want to be on a shitload of drugs all the time. So you can have a procedure done where you have a battery placed in you. Did this drop the, the IV drip inside of you? No. No? So it has electrodes that goes up your spine. That interrupts the pain yeah. uh, receptors. So yeah, so your brain can only handle so many signals at once. And so I was the person that I would work with the managing physician and then I would talk to them about the patient. I would meet with the patient. We would like kind of calculate like where the pain is, like what it's coming from. And I had to know like everything inside and out about like the spine. And then I would work with a surgeon who's, you know, not the managing physician. And then I would be the consultant in the OR about this is where we want to place the electrodes. And then you were my patient. So I would meet with you. And I would program your battery. So I had to learn everything about like electricity and your spine. Did you do it from an, I- an app? From an iPad. It was from the craziest iPad, right? thing. Is yeah. It the weirdest thing? Yeah, we had this the thing Matrix that we would. The Matrix is coming. Yeah, we I had. I want that thing in the back of the neck so I can learn how to speak Spanish. Yeah, Neuralink. Yeah. yeah I, right? I've been in on DBS surgeries, which is deep brain simulation, mm. which is crazy because you would have somebody that had like Parkinson's where they're shaking. And then they would have to map out and they'd put it in different places and they have the battery in their upper chest. And then all of a sudden you just see that they would just stop. It's so wild. What do you think is the next evolutionary thing? My, I think that the iPhone as we know it, the smartphone is going to end up as a, some sort of contact lens that interfaces with your uh, movement. Oh, your I eye. do think it's very but strange. That isn't a thing already. It's very strange because we already are kind of like these half human, half robot things, right? Like you can't leave the house without your iPhone. Yeah. Like you are already inter like interconnected with so much technology that part of your personality is mm-hmm. now represented through technology, right? That like I do think that eventually like all of these movies really are like setting us up. Yeah. It's so strange because well, look I'm at like Star Trek. It's it's weird, right? There's a lot of shit that has come to fruition. Is yeah. that the right word? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. It's so yeah, it's very strange because like I've I've thought that like for quite some time and then I watch this is how I relax. I don't watch like Netflix. I like watching YouTube videos of like neuroscientists or like CIA documents that have been released. And there's a lot about the holographic universe principle and there's a lot about how Hollywood has a CIA office, so like 
they already have these... Hollywood has a CIA office? Yeah. What does that mean? So that means like the CIA has certain things that they've been studying and then they kind of leak a little bit to Hollywood and it's kind of like... So in movies, there's uh, things that kind of prime you. Like product placement. Yeah. Like Budweiser. Yeah. In, in the... Yeah. So there's something that they They're know. They're leading us down a path. Yeah. And so it normalizes things to you it so that it doesn't sense. shake you up. So much. Don't bring the fucking aliens. They've done right? enough alien movies. Who do you think Elon Musk is? You think he's alien? I don't think he's alien. I just I don't understand he was, how he's human. I think he's part Canadian. It's I think part, he is Canadian. I just don't understand how you would have that many things going for you at once. Because he has a, a, a fucking... And where the fuck did he come from? I think Australia originally, but I think there's some sort of Canadian connection to him. For some reason. But he's got the boring company. He's got the cars. Look at, he's got Neuralink. Leave him alone. No, let I him like him. I'm let it's him refreshing make these to me. Saucers. It's it's refreshing to me. I think it makes he's life very interesting. dismissive of the alien thing. I know. Isn't that that's a little unnerving. That's yeah, that he's like, What? Right. I'm like, how are you not like a CIA operative? Or how are you not from like some other we're now this is just a conspiracy podcast. Do you think <laughs> like how do you like Especially just in the stand-up industry, we're yeah. not going to name names, but some of the uh, people that um, we work with and are around are very high-level influencers, absolutely, as, as, as comedians, yeah. And I, I can't even imagine like how they're not. Why don't they? They get the knock on the door and go, <clears throat> "We got to. You got to do a couple things." I wouldn't be surprised if they if that already happens. It's yeah. very yeah. It's very strange, um, but. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think about that a lot because it's like there is so many things that just like prime you mm-hmm. for something, right? Like even like what like was that Jeffrey movie? Epstein, God, like grooming. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But like, like and behaviorally, they had a whole. They groomed it. He Jeffrey groomed it so well that they he had to have an island mm-hmm. so that the abnormal was normal. Yeah. So people would go on the island. If you go here, then it's not like you're in society. Yeah, you get you to... You go to do whatever yeah. you want. And and like-minded people will facilitate that, and then you end up with some horrible... It's so gross. Uh, it's also so gross. It's so funny, because when I put your I put your shirt on, because I'm wearing a crop top... And my underwear, but why did you pick them out of the laundry hamper? Yeah, because, I, you know, I figured just get in the moment. It's also why I'm barefoot. I'm like, just be <laughs> present. Um, no, so you have this little, like, baphomet... Yeah, kangaroo. But, like, it looks like I work in a, like, satanic pizza shop, which reminds me of, like, that whole Comet thing. There is like, a satanic pizza shop in uh, in Toronto. Really? They have a Slayer Slice Aww. and all these, like, demonic uh, uh, metal-based pizza places. Hail Satan, everybody. Right? No, see, at. I love that because, like, when I was, like, I was, like, oh, it looks like I work in a demonic pizza shop, which, like, everybody's, like, ugh, Comet pizza and, like, the pedophile shit, which I'm, like... Being satanic is the absolute polar opposite of hurting a child. Exactly, it's which in, people don't get in the commandments. The the the, sh- the short list of rules. Uh, I think it's probably like number eleven or a nine, but uh, do not hurt children. And yeah, uh, that is uh, for somebody uh, like myself who's been involved in in and around. Uh, uh, Trauma as a kid. Yeah, I'm very defensive of anybody who fucks with children yeah. on any level, bullying or. Um, so I was talking about this. I actually I raise money for. I have a team for the Tim Tebow Foundation. So I'm not sure if you're aware of this. It's uh, Tim Tebow has a live rescue team against human trafficking. Mm-hmm. So Tim Tebow is just like I'm like out of anybody. I'm Are they like, like military trained where they go in yeah. and, and pull kids out. Yep. Of bad situations. Yeah, it's pretty wild. So he has that. Baseball bat works too. That'd be fucking phenomenal, right? Oh, yeah. That's like the only thing that I'm like, okay, if you wanted to bring back like gladiators and all of that shit, I'm like, yeah, just do it on them. Like human testing, do it on fucking them. I like think public execution, like do yeah, the no whole problem. beheading thing. Like let the family fucking go ahead and get their shit out on them. But they, the father pulls a string, the guy's head gets cut off, and then yeah. the laugh track comes in and confetti comes down <laughs> like they won a prize. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, and it's funny because, like, uh, like I said, so, yeah, Tim Tebow, which I'm just going to shout this out because I do have um, a GoFundMe that I'm a team for him because I'm like, if there's anybody that I trust, like, Tim Tebow's, like, barely, like, he's so angelic that I'm like... I think that's a Danish last name. Right? Tebow. 
Probably. Are you familiar with who I'm talking about? No. Oh, so he was an NFL player okay. that everybody loves because he was very Christian and he was very like, which I'm not obviously not Christian, but he was just very like into his value system mm-hmm. and he would like kneel and pray and he was just, he does a White lot. Guy? Yes. And he does a lot. He ran, first he has a foundation for handicapped children and he like throws them like proms and stuff like it's just ridiculous. But he started this foundation of against human trafficking because his father was a pastor and went to Africa and somebody was like, hey, do you want to buy these girls? And yeah. his father was like, I'm sorry, what? Yeah. And they were like, you can buy children. Would you like some? And his father like talked to him about it. And they were both so like, this is disgusting. This is awful. But this also, like, you can't just integrate these people after. They need to be. Oh, fuck. Yeah. yeah. It's like 100 years behind. Yeah. I was in Johannesburg. And uh, the kids were huffing grass and, yeah. and begging. And uh, there's been a, uh, this is all news from ages ago. I can't even imagine what COVID is disenfranchised families and stuff. So the predatorial aspect of it is probably at an all-time high. Oh, absolutely. So he took, he started this foundation. He took these girls, but they were like people that have been abused and trafficked. Like they can't just be like, oh, okay, you're saved go out and about in the world. So they have safe houses and they have, they go through, they have like teachers and they go through integration back into life. Mm-hmm. So it's like, all right, there's enough people. A reboot. Yeah. There's enough people online just talking shit and sharing memes that last year I was like, fuck y'all. Y'all just say all of this shit and you don't do anything. So I was like, I'm raising at least a thousand dollars for Tim Tebow's foundation. You can find like, I'll put the link up on my Instagram mm-hmm. again. But um, every day I posted a story because I was like, this shit happens every day that men abuse kids. Women do it too. Like it's just like the whole thing. It's the most. My friend's most... mother tried to fuck him. That's like, a awful. Bunch of times when he was a child. That's like the. It's like the most evil thing I think that could happen to anyone because like people are they're so pure. Nothing's happened to them, and like you literally just take that life force from them, and then Vampiric. the rest of their life is fucked up, right? And it's just sick that, like, I hate the fact that, like, people think, like, they see, like, Baphomet or something. And they're like, oh, that's evil. Or, like, how little Nas X had these shoes with the pentagram on them. Did you see any of that? I did. People went another way to forward it. Yeah. He's a, a gay black rapper. Yeah. With a satanic theme. Yeah. And people were like, oh, my God, like, this is so evil and shit. And they're like, you're like, you don't think your Nikes have blood on their hands oh, already? for sure. <laughs> like, I'm like... Those like, are tear-stained running <laughs> yeah, shoes like, made by children. Yeah, let's about this. Yeah. But I'm like, if you actually read anything about, like, the tenets of Satanism, I actually made my Buddhist friend read them the other day, and she's like, Christians oh. have better publicists. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty wild. But yeah, and I was Satanists just looking at this. don't really give a fuck. And then all of those, like, cute people think that, like, having a Satanic pizza shop, I don't know if you've ever seen, like, the Pizzagate thing. Uh, yeah, my friends are comedians, so I hear a lot of... Uh, and so they see the devil, and they're like, they're hurting children. I'm like, no, they're actually like, those two things are opposite ends of the spectrum. Like it's Yeah, the devil doesn't live in a Catholic church. Yeah, it's so ridiculous. You know, Absolutely. Just reroute those guys to different churches. It's so they're ridiculous. They're on tour. And... Uh, yeah. Anyway, we this started very off great. Yeah. <laughs> we I was like, this is so cathartic. But yeah, so kill Tony. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it was super fun. And then this is, so this is like how we're talking now. I was like, I wanted to do something more like this in the interview to be like, I am actually an interesting person. I'm more than my tits. But then in my interview, I'm you like, tits? I'm like, blah, 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 my tits. And like this and that. And I'm like, they had me so, my brain was hijacked. I like, I kept thinking about it all the next day. I was like, I wish I could have taken a deep breath. And been like, I want to talk about anything else. I started talking shit about Delta. I talked about fucking the magician. Then I was sure. like, let's talk about me. Like, I was like, for the love of fucking God, let's talk about anything. I have so many interesting like things to say. Oh, we'll but, see. Yeah, we'll, we'll find out, we'll bitch. We'll find out, won't <laughs> like, we? <laughs> so I was just like, oh, very cathartic. But what is the most interesting thing about you? I don't know if I... Outside of your academics. Um... I think between, I mean, the things that I've allegedly been involved with in New York, which I am not going to share too much about. Not a rat. Yeah, exactly. No rats. Those are like the most. No rats. Those are very interesting. But I would say that, I mean, also, I guess just that I'm a kind person. I'm very interested in like neuroscience. How do you hold on to that? Being kind. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Because you know what it was? You're very accessible. 
Yeah. And uh, I have to uh, be selective because it, it my uh, I put a lot of out mm-hmm. out oot. Did I Canadian you put a lot of oot. oot? I put oot. <laughs> I put a lot out. I like to be very very in. Yeah. In it right there. Mm-hmm. And um, usually I look for uh, outside. Uh, things to distract myself from these internal struggle that I'm having in situations that I'm. Oh, not I'm so introverted. In. I live in my head ninety percent of the time. Most of the yeah, time, yeah. But when people are knocking on your head, yeah. Hey, hey. Yeah, you know what's strange? I'll literally talk to people, and sometimes even when so when I first met you, we had like a great conversation. We were both sitting on the couch. Yeah, it wasn't that good. And like it was, it was you know great for me, okay for you, which means better for me. Don't so, tell anybody <laughs> that I have a great com. See, yeah. Now you're going to be more accessible. Yeah. But no, I will even have conversations like that where I kind of remove myself for a second. That I'm like, like we're talking, but in my head, I'm still like. It's wild that I met this person, like, and all the things that I did to come here, and I'm very grateful for like being here. And I'll, I'll be talking, and that will be going on in my head at the same time. It's very strange. Yeah, it's um, uh, uh, a sort of a gymnastic. Yeah, in, in your brain, um, totally. Yeah, you know, I can very much pay attention to somebody, but I'm also doing something else in the back. There's a lot going on. Yeah, and if it's for me... Trauma-based. If, if it's a interesting person and I'm happy in the situation, it's very much of me reminding myself to, like, I'll just be like, just listen. And I'll be like, think about all the things that got you here. And I'm like, isn't this so great? Like, that's typically, like, what's going on in my head. But the way I hold on to, like, the kindness thing is because, Do you I have mean... older siblings? Well, I have one older brother, but I don't know what that would have to do with it. I'm just curious on your influences, whether it will be work that you've done on yourself, or did you have an older brother or sister that kind of oh, no, gave you, know. you the check? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's typically how we talked about in the first podcast, like my family falling apart and me having you know abusive how relationships. When your family fell apart? Probably Six? no. Like this is the issue: is it was Disney World until I was 18, so I had zero tools to deal with it. Fuck. And then Disney World till 18? My parents, I told you, are high school sweethearts. My dad has wow. never raised his voice at my mother. They are the sweetest people in the world. If you walked... You could... I could be like, hey, Jason's somebody that I know, and he's going to be in Massachusetts. My parents would be like, what does he like to eat? And you could stay there as long as you wanted to. Canadian. Yeah. They're the sweetest people ever. So that all happened. And then I saw them get very depressed when like all that shit happened with my brother. And it was like, I what lost... with your brother? Huh? His brother he, die? Oh my God, do you already forget our first podcast? I've had a stroke. Oh, I, I was wondering why your lip I'm was doing senile. that thing. Yeah, I'm yeah. <laughs> no, so my brother married somebody and then my mom kind of couldn't let go of uh, her kids and letting them right. have autonomy. So it caused this huge rift. And now I haven't seen my brother in 10 years. We're still like, I'm accessible to him. Like we can text every once in a while. But um, to see each other's uh, alive. Yeah. At the least. Yeah. yeah. So I don't even get that from my sister. Yeah. I, I my still, brother hates me. I, I haven't seen them, but um it was all at once that my parents were very depressed. They were kind of dealing with all of this stuff and my brother was gone. So it was like I lost all my family in one shot. My cousin was a junkie, my fucking grand stealing everything from grandma, grandma got to cancer, she dies. My grandfather the other, on the other side, who's my my dad's an only child, his father passes away and all of this all happens at once. And so I start dating a huge piece of shit who's abusive and steals credit cards from me. When I try to break up with him, like I had to go to like court. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. He beat the fuck out of me. The New York state put a Where restraining order on your him. Life? You must've had some guys that were trying to be heroes to you. Oh, I had a couple. Yeah. I had a couple that were friends. Like, like I had you, roll, a, you, roll, you know, and I, I went with I that with a rough crowd. I should have been murdered. Multiple times. Yeah. But the company I kept probably kept me alive. Oh, no. So this was just, I was like a kept, like I, it first was like, he drew me in by being like, like I was so ripe for being caught ripe. up by somebody because like. Did you bite your lip and say that? Right. I was so ripe. Yeah. Was that hot? No, that's kind of stroked <laughs> out. Uh... Was that what we wanted? So, um, so no, I was so like, it was like, I was so primed for, I lost my whole family in one shot. 
I'm like have crazy eating disorder at the time. This guy's like, oh, like I'm your best friend, this and that. And then slowly but surely, you know, he's cheating on me. He starts getting abusive to the point at one point that New York put a restraining order on him. I didn't call anybody. Cops were called and New York was like, you're, they're like, we don't care. If Wait, you're, are you, 21? At this point, I'm like 22, 23. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, I was reading your mind again. Go thank ahead. you. And, uh, you're almost getting there. And then, uh, he, all this shit happens, right? And then I finally break it off from him and said it like he punishes me. He takes my credit cards and he runs up six grand on him. And so I had to sue him. It was ridiculous. And so then Is I. Is he a junkie or just an asshole? Just an asshole. Yeah, He's yeah. literally a sociopath. Like I literally what had his was, family. When you get your uh, credit card bill, what were these, some of the top oh, items? Oh, parking tickets. Oh, okay. Medical bills where yeah. he cut his hand open. Sure. Just lame shit. Mm. Brought him to court and even the judge was like, like he had to write out his expenses because he didn't want to pay me back all at once. He wanted a payment plan. Thieves are shit. And the payment Dog plan shit. is to keep you on the leash. Yeah, 1,000%. Yeah. It's nice just to cut. Like sometimes I, if people don't give me the money they owe me, I look at that as uh, separation you. papers. 1,000%. That if yeah. you want to make somebody disappear, give them money. Yeah. That's like the easiest way to give them, get rid of somebody, let them borrow money. Mm. So, um, yeah, piece of shit. So getting back to like why I'm a kind person, I went through all of that every day. I remember trying to get out of that. I cried literally every day, I think, for a good six years of my life. And your parents, being nice people, probably didn't have the tools to deal with what you were dealing well, with. Well, they weren't even around because they were so depressed uh, about my brother, and my brother had kids, and they wanted a big family, and they were caught up in that. It's and an they Italian d- thing. They didn't, yeah. They no didn't, one moves out of the kitchen. Exactly. They didn't, they didn't mean to. And like I said, my parents are, they're just people. You know, you get to that point in your life where, like, my parents are just humans that had shit happen to them that... They weren't even they weren't even really aware, you know, that this was going on. They kind of were like, "Do Probably you talk to your their brother?" Head around it, really? No, it's they weren't very foreign to the utopia that you'd grown up in up until eighteen. Yeah, so they were just more caught up with like losing my brother. And it's a weird one. It's it Italian mothers and their sons. Yeah, it's it's strange. Shout out to Stony Creek, Ontario, by the way. So it was so strange. Stugats. So and then seeing my parents, I'm a very empathetic person. I don't want to see my dad upset. Like seeing my dad, and my dad's an only child, and he wanted a big Italian family, and seeing him lose his son essentially, and knowing that these grandkids exist and not being able to see them, I was just watching my father be so depressed for years. The writing was on the wall, though, because your brother's wife was not Italian. She was, yeah, yeah, it's true. That's going to happen. Well, no, she's not a bad person. It's just no, it's, it was a it was a bad Italian dynamic. Families? The the groom and the bride, they'll push each them together. Yeah, one thousand percent. Because it's like you don't do them. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And she had her own shit that I don't want to get into because it's not my business to air it out. But um the whole reason that I'm a kind person is because I remember having no one to talk to. I one thousand remember like remember what that felt like. That's why I love puppets. Yeah. Really? No friends. Yeah, I literally like I remember Literally every single day I cried in the shower and I couldn't show it <laughs> to anyone. That's where I cry in the I shower. I literally cried so no every day in the shower. Yeah, and I couldn't show it to anybody because I had to deal with, you know, trying to help my family out. And then I was just alone and, like, this guy would like, be, like, either disappear if I ever called him out on shit. He would just leave for days. Of course. And then if I left, then it was like I was going to get punished. And he was just an awful person. So, And I remember 1,000% what that felt like. And I was like... Young and I was like, maybe if I'm skinnier, he'll be nicer. Because like I don't know, whatever the fuck that is that happens to women. Fat slob in high school. No, I was, I was, I was really cute. I used to date the quarterback in high school. I actually, but I um, used to bang the quarterback in high school too. Really? Well, only when he was only on the low. Only on the low. He was in a car accident the last year of school. So at a keg party, I kicked him out of his wheelchair and butt fucked him (laughs) at, at a pool party. Was his name Rich, by the way? No, was it? Larry, oh, okay. Scary Larry, because his legs had uh, atrophy. Oh. So I used How to tie you? his ankles in a knot and bang the brown out of his ass. Bang the brown out of his ass is what you just That's said. It's a new poem I'm working on, by the way. It's beautiful. It was going to be a country song, but I think it's more of a poem. It is more of a poem. Bing, Very Maya Angelou Bang the brown out of the ass. <laughs> Texas will love it. Right? <laughs> like, Queer steers and beers. Very Texas. But no, the re- whole reason I, I 
hold on to the being kind thing is because, like I said, very empathetic. I very much remember what that felt like. And I remember waking up every day feeling terrified and hating everything and just kind of wafting through life and hating that and myself. And like you'd have, I don't know if you've ever met females with eating disorders. It's a terrible thing to go through when you're younger. Like you literally like play, there's like a thing called the pencil test and you lay down and you hold a pencil and you see, you make sure that your ribs and your thing are I've shorter than the pencil. i the gym where I, I, I'm no physician or psychologist, but I could see they're emaciated. Yeah. It's, and they're exercising aggressively. And you try to, I mean, every everybody that has a trauma it comes out some sort of way, right? Like whether if you're not going to talk about it, it's going to show itself I have in five some sort of way. So that's trauma-based. Yeah, I know. And you talk so much too. You'd think at least two of them would have gone away by now. Whoa, lumpy and bumpy are staying. <laughs> no but way. Moe's out of here. Yeah, yeah Moe's <laughs> got to go. No, it's, so I remember that forever. And then... uh I I always liked, you know, talking to people that like it's more of a human conversation, I feel like, when you're talking to somebody and what they're really feeling and what they're going through. I don't give a fuck what the Kardashians are doing. I don't care really? what you bought when you were shopping. I don't give a fuck what you lifted today. I'd rather hear the real shit. And so I always like hold on to that. And I'm actually a crisis counselor. Believe it or not, I do. Uh, That's part of the reason I've had you on the show. Again. I know. I'm trying to get to the bottom of some it's of my a tax own shit yeah. for me. <laughs> so, yeah, right. <laughs> Community service here. So I just remember like having no one to talk to and feeling embarrassed all the time and all that shit and feeling scared. And it was awful. Like my whole 20s were very scary. And then, you know, I dated somebody who was tougher than that guy that beat the fuck out of me. But that came with his other stresses. But he's, we're still close because we've been through so much together. But I will never date Did him again. Did you ever again. see two men square off? Because of you? Uh, my, not the one that I sued, but the guy after that was so possessive of me. Like, he kind of was like, she's like my, we had a cute little pit bull named Waffle mm. that was so sweet and everybody loved it. Like, when you walked around the neighborhood and we, everybody would be like, oh my God, we love Waffle. But he'd be like, she's mine though. So he kind of like was like that with me every once in a while. So like, there'd be times we'd be at a uh, bar where even a guy would brush past me and he would shove the fucking dude in the wall. It was like on site. Yeah. He was very... Like a pit bull Very himself. insecure. But uh, maybe, First I don't like to all, say that. So I don't like to say, here's the thing. I don't like to talk shit about him because he did do a lot for me. Like he was like, made me feel like, fuck everybody else. Terrible person to date. Does have his own issues going on. We'll see about that. But I will column. say, besides, uh, you know, after coming from a guy that would beat the fuck out of me, seeing a guy beat the fuck out about to other people for me. Felt like very nice. And like he was always like, oh, here's money to get your nails done. You know, he's Italian, old school Italian guy. The way I put it is like, <laughs> he's an old school Italian guy. And by that, I, he wasn't afraid to slap me back if I ever slapped him. Like that was better, but terrible person to date. But I don't like to talk shit about him because. I threw a girl off a bridge for hitting me. Really? Yeah. How big was the bridge? Uh, it was about six stories. So she really? Landed, she landed in a boat and broke her back. Stop. What movie is this? Fuck. <laughs> what movie is this? I made it up. I <laughs> that did was good, though. That was like a roof, creative though. writing. <laughs> we were brainstorming a story I do. There. I've had fantasies where I've picked up people and thrown them off of like a, uh, a bridge. Really? A rooftop. So yeah. that's your thing is throwing people, huh? Yeah, just picking up. It's their, always throwing. Because you had the hyena and you threw it when we were talking about a, your dad. Uh, uh, Hell, holding someone's body and just mistreating it. Really? Still? <laughs> <laughs> still? We're still working on that? Yeah, yeah. Like, I just want to pick I somebody hug up everyone. and throw them <laughs> off a roof and oh. just end it. Really? Yeah. Throwing up. It's weird that because even off air, it's always knows. throwing. It's always throwing. Yeah. Yeah, you're like a more violent Yanni. I, I, Is it Yanni or Gallagher? It's Gallagher. Gallagher, yeah, Yanni. <laughs> Gallagher? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Instead, that'd be cool, that actually. Should be, that should be your new heads. bit. Yeah. You should. I smoked weed with Gallagher on the 4th of July. That must have been wild. It was crazy. Does he still do that? Weed? No, watermelon. Yeah, uh, I think he still does uh, a, the smashing. an act. Yeah, yeah, it's a thing. How did that? His brother stole his act, who looks almost identical to him and was touring. How awful. Whole 
How did we go from child abuse to Gallagher? <laughs> because you were Who talking knows? about throwing, and now we're yeah. trying to figure out what Gallagher's traumas are have that you, he smashes. Haven't you ever wanted to pick somebody up and throw them? No. It's very strange. So like I, over your head, throw mm-hmm. it. Like no. into the fire. Nope. Really? No. We're no. learning about ourselves today, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, this is this is kind of what we do. What do you feel when you want to uh, get somebody when uh, I'm away? Um, what do you uh, fantasize? Okay, about? I will say I did. This was the last time that I felt very angry because I've worked a lot on myself and I've tried to not get angry about things and be more like that's somebody else projecting their shit on me that has nothing to do with me. But the last time I got very angry was a. Uh, Recently here, a, a place that was fraudulently calling themselves a comedy club invited me to come and uh, be on There call. was no show, just a guy in a lawn chair beating off? No, it was just oh. a guy with a ponytail saying that it was a comedy club. And he's, ponytails? Yeah. Yeah, I What's shouldn't know. What's with you on ponytails? What do you mean? I don't know anybody else with ponytails. I think do you have a ponytail I don't know about? No, it's above my lower back, though, over my <laughs> asshole. <laughs> my hair's migrated to my ponytail? lower... My lower no, so um, I had a ponytail. On, this actually. is the last time I was angry. Let me finish this thought. No, the last time you're hurting I was angry. the dog. By the way, <laughs> I know my son, my father. I was Brian. gonna say typically it'd be squeezing, but no, I. Uh, my whole thing is like I want to throw a brick through a window Ooh. or something because I was in this. One of my favorites. Fucking God, Jason. I can't help it. I I just pounded this coffee. <laughs> I know. We're on two different levels. Because You're I, drinking wine, white I wine know. out of a can. It's rosé. I'm being super basic today. <laughs> they call me basic because all the people that go through fucking military training got to go through me once. Whoa. That's it. <laughs> Can I smell your fingers? <laughs> yeah. Do you like Marine or fucking... <laughs> I don't do you like know. Marine or Army? And what's the one your... that doesn't have shit under the nail. <laughs> Air Force is always the pinky. But, um... Air Force is pinky? <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> what is uh, infantry? The fist? Infantry is yeah, yeah, got it. Which I learned, yeah. <laughs> Hold those nails up to the camera. I know. Can you? Right. You are Italian. Let's talk about this for a second because I meant to talk about this on the old podcast. You look like. Wait, let me finish the thought about the fraudulent comedy club. I should probably hit record now, right? Yeah, that'd be hilarious. No, this guy offered me to be on call and he said he would pay me $200 to be on call, this and that. And like. And then pretty much I was being paid to be a skirt in the room. Yeah. And I went for 10 minutes. I realized what was going on within a second. And I was like, fuck this guy. I was like, I could have been on a different mic my friends were hosting. I could have been on a different show. Mm-hmm. I changed everything around because this was a new... And it, it wasn't Creek in the Cave. It was another place that's absolutely not a comedy club It that says it's an event Those space. Those shitheads. That are pieces of fucking shit that said that they would you know, have me on a call. And then I immediately realized what was going on. And it was like, pull me over. Like, these are these people that you should talk to. What do you want to drink? And I was like, fuck this. I was seeing red. Yeah. I have not been I that mad. You. Oh, I knew it before, before I even went. Right. I was like, this is going to be bullshit. Right. I was like, this is going to say, I went down and told them how to do a show. And then they just produced their own shit. Yeah. It was fucking disgusting. And then my friend was like, my friend said that they would host a wedding there. And I was like, yeah, it's a scam artist. Yeah. Whatever you give him money for, he's going to say, mm-hmm. it's an, that's what it is. So, yeah, my full thought, and I was texting people, is I was like, I want to cut this man's ponytail off from behind him. And I also want to throw a brick through the window. Ponytails. Like, yeah. That's the new danger, stranger. Right. Like, I'm like, this is... So I just went home and ate Easter candy and... Chilled out. And Any watched... follow up from that night from those individuals? I just ignored yeah. everything yeah. because I was just like, and I would have because I'm, I'm a very big advocate for everyone that I'm like, I will promote everyone. I will. And I took a picture of the room and I was going to post it and be like, great space, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was just like, fuck them. Yeah. I was like, I'm not doing that. I shit in the sink before I leave. That's one of my, <laughs> if I get bad service or I'm, I shit I, in the sink. I shit huh? in the sink. Really? Mm. Yeah. No, I just, like I said, I try to hold on to, the kindness thing because I know what it feels like, and I've also with the, that's why I also do crisis counseling as a, I do that as volunteer work. It's a text line; anybody can text in. Mm-hmm. Actually, I'm just going to say the number seven four one seven four one. You can text in. You can um, do it from Facebook, Instagram, and it's like a computer where I can take multiple people at once. And, you know, and I've heard people go through very horrible, real things. If it's a crisis to you, it's a crisis to me type of mm-hmm. situation. It could be your girlfriend breaking up with you. It could be your husband murdered your kids in front of you. It could be anything. 
And I just know how people like that's very human. People go through shit. So for me, I finally started doing comedy, which was very much against what my family wanted me to do. They wanted me to do something in the hospital, something in medicine. But more of a patient than, yeah. a, than a physician. You're almost there. So um, They wouldn't take me. I've gone to the mental ward in uh, Shadok in Hamilton multiple times, and they said, we can't hmm. have this here. People are trying to get better. Have and you ever you, tried to apply to those tent camps? Tent camps? Yeah, I feel like you should apply to the urban tenting. What is it? Is that when the homeless people yeah. live in tents? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I could go down there and help them. Yeah. But they, they'd be suspect. And I'd just end up doing drugs with them in I the tent as a anyway. Tenant, yeah. Oh, you mean <laughs> yeah. I get to move yeah. into Santa's village? <laughs> yeah. I, they would I'm, take one of your applications. I am, I, uh, I've spent a lot of time, you know, I was homeless for probably close to a year. Mm-hmm. Lived on the streets. Okay. Got very sick. Really? Yeah, I got ammonia. Ooh. And uh, I lived in a, a garage during winter mm-hmm. and got very, very sick. But um, no one's very separated from uh, being that person. No. We no, like not, you're we not far. Everybody's cars. couple decisions, a couple things happen to your life that could fucking happen to you in a second. So, yeah, no, I hold on to the kindness thing because at the end of the day, like doing comedy, like I said, was very much against what my family wanted for me. But it also the first time I ever stepped on stage, like I was working in neurosurgeries at the time. I started doing uh, webcam stuff at night, not even like masturbating stuff. I just did it because I'm not good at video games and I wanted (laughs) I wanted to do something like Twitch. And I found a lot of people because I never do people masturbate on the Internet. Yes. I don't know if you've heard of this. Really? Yeah, isn't that weird? It is weird. Isn't that strange? People are just wanking off into fucking space. I don't understand what, uh, why? Loneliness. But coming is not, uh, uh, it's... Have you tried it? Coming? Yeah. No. (laughs) I'm banned. They won't let me come anymore. (laughs) (laughs) The people in my head won't let me come anymore. No. (laughs) I'm um, so like callous now. From coming? From just, I've seen, I've been around the bend. Oh, so you're one of those that like, it takes a lot, like it's got to be something super freaky. No, 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 not necessarily super freaky. It just has to be super. Oh. It has to be something super. I don't know. It doesn't necessarily, (laughs) don't patronize (laughs) me, woman. And we're back. Where do you think we left off? Um, was it, I hope it was the part where we were calling each other names. You know what? That's probably... <laughs> That's we were really swearing, funny. but the camera has caught it. And I'm going to double check. Now I'm paranoid as shit. Yeah, you're very... Mm, mm. Yeah, we're good. Um, okay. Let me tell you all why I'm kind. I really want to get this out. I want to get this full thought out. <laughs> so all of... Because it, it means a lot to me, really. And I almost yeah. I almost cried on the way here, for real. I know. And I want to get this all out of my brain before I go I've on... I've taken girls to abortions. I have. Okay, I don't show mean to off. Brag. We get it. Okay, we get it. George Actually, Clooney I, over here. I just take him to an Romeo. ice cream scoop factory <laughs> like, and a pizza cutter, and we're golden. I actually brought him. I know the guy that made the Dyson. <laughs> What's the Dyson? The vacuum. Really oh, good vacuum. The baby vacuum? Yeah. Is that what it's called? The Dyson? No, the Dyson's just a very good uh, vacuum. Oh, okay. That went over ugh, American jokes over your fucking Canadian head. Fuck. Anyways. Me? Yes. Anyways. So I try to be kind to everybody because here's the thing for me with comedy. Nobody the fuck supported me doing this in my family. Nobody was about it. So it always made me second guess it. And I started on a webcam. I would be fully dressed and it was me, half the screen, and it was a chat room, half the side. And people, I would interact and I'd work out bits and all that shit. And then I was like, you know what? I'm so sick of fucking dating in Austin and then I was like I'm just gonna find an open mic and I just googled it and I went there I thought I was gonna shit my pants and it felt great not shitting my pants but doing the open mic it's probably the only time in your life that you felt like that you were completely in control of yourself and your environment this whole so Austin is very special to me and like that way that I stayed in the Northeast for a very long time because my parents really wanted me to get married and have kids up there. And I felt... Ew, gross. Gross, right? And I felt felt like I needed to heal their wounds from them not having grandkids from my brother being estranged. 
Mm. And then I just felt like I needed to stick around there. And I was like, this isn't right. This isn't right. And it was tearing me up inside. And I finally was like, I had to just break it to them. I was like, I'm going to move away. I was like, I just need to do something for myself. And it was going to be Denver at first. And I went out to Denver and it was a bunch of white dudes wearing different other white guys jerseys and fish fucking tank tops and so much craft beer. And I was like, this, I don't think this is it, but I signed up for courses at UC Denver. I was going to go to grad school there. And I have a lot of gay friends in Dallas, which sounds strange, but there's a great gay community there. And there's a great community, gay community everywhere. Yeah. They're just the best people. (laughs) They're just the best people. Like they've, cause it's a similar mindset. Over 30. Yeah. Gays under 30 can be a pain in the ass, but old queers are they're pretty just, fun. They're just in a similar mindset of I've had to hide who I was for so long and I've been through so much shit and now this is me, so fuck you, take it. Mm. And this is me at 100%. So that I very much respect that. And they tend to be the funnest people because there's no bullshit. Good drugs, great music. The best. They're the best. All my friends in Dallas are bears. So they're all like the ones that are like bigger. They like go to the gym with me. They'll plan like a barbecue, like pool party where they make enough food for like large men. But yeah. they're playing Britney Spears and Lots they make like seven different kinds of sangria. Yeah. And, and hot oil. Yeah. And I'm like, this is like, it's like my version of like a going on a like beach trip at like a resort. So I would always go every year. Plus you're being praised by giant beasts. Yes. Like all gorgeous men that like were like, and they're Southern gentlemen that they'll hold the doors for me and mm. they'll be like, and they're not trying to fuck me. They're just like, you're so pretty. And like, we want to dance with you and like, we're going to buy Is your drinks. Is that a problem with you? People trying to fuck you? I said, it's, it's such an issue. God. I yeah, never... like, and you know, I honestly don't even think, I think that's so <laughs> boring. I think that's so boring that people want to fuck me. I find that so boring. Mm. My like grandmother had that tattooed over her pussy. Right? This is boring. My grandmother's are done. dead, by the way. That's what... Uh, <laughs> Do you want to name more stuffed animals after my dead relatives? No, we got Brian. I'll bring one next time. Next visit, I'll bring another animal. I'll bring another hyena. It'll just look different. And then... Actually, you know what? I This is how empathetic I am. I couldn't bring another stuffed hyena here because I'd feel like this one would get jealous. Yeah. It would feel weird. But so... Is that me or you? That's you. That's... That's me. Hold on. I'll just keep talking because then you won't interrupt me. So, copy start, but you know what? No That's one's what it surprised. Is. You fall no forward. You fall forward, right? We'll fix it in post. Yeah, there's gonna be no post. We're yeah, no, you rock. fall forward. Fuck it. Yeah. So, um, anyways, doing comedy is the first thing that I felt like. Oh, the Bears. The Bears in Dallas were like, Gina, do not move to Denver. It's so lame. They were like, please check out Texas. And I was like, I love Dallas. I loved going there. And they were like, just check out Austin. And I came here for 36 hours. I booked a trip two weeks before I was supposed to move to Denver. I stayed here for 36 hours. I really like dogs. I love hot sauce. I like live music. I came here for one day and I was like... Dogs. There's so many dogs here. It's amazing. And an enormous amount of dogs. And I was like... So many dogs. I was like, oh, okay. I'm moving here. No dog shit. No dog shit. Barely any dog shit. Everybody picks it up. It's great. So I was like, all right, this is where I'm moving. And I started... And it was the first time I ever, ever lived for myself. I moved here not knowing anyone, not having a job... Just straight up moved. I did that in 93. Yeah. And it felt so good. It Mm. was a little lonely at first. And then I was like, but it was so empowering. And then I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Like nobody here knows me. I'm going to do comedy. Yeah. Because that's what I really want to do. Totally. And so on the way here. The horseshit of your social circles. No one gets to like adulterate it with their fucking poison of their own shit. I was so happy to have nothing when I moved to Vancouver. Doesn't it feel good? Totally. It's so That's weird. why I like traveling. Yeah. You know, obviously it's a means to an end, but being in foreign places where nobody has any, you're, you're starting from zero. You get a chance to kind of introduce yourself to various yeah. things so on, on your own terms. This is why when I started comedy, I was like, nobody was about it in my family. I was going against stuff. Italian, I was here alone. show business. So. You're not going to have it. Let me fucking finish this so <laughs> you're, you're hurting the dog by the way i know it's it's me this is what you're doing to me jason mm. i need to get this mm. i really need to get this out before i perform tonight so 
I'm very kind to people because I know what made me feel like the most genuine version of myself that gets me out of fucking bed every day mm-hmm. is the same thing that gets you out of bed every day. Is the same thing that gets all of these comedians out of bed every day. That Are I'm we like talking about my thumb. Yes. Okay. That's why I got out of bed today. <laughs> it was so uncomfortable, Jason. <laughs> so <laughs> I gotta cut my nails. <laughs> like, no, yeah. I'll show. Fucking next time, this is uh, what you're whoa, getting. Whoa, this whoa, is yeah. Whoa, easy there, <laughs> Edward Scissorhands. Right? Don't be flailing this those what you're around. Fucking getting. So no, and I just I don't understand because there is a lot of gossip in the non-professional community here, and it's mind blowing to me, and it's somewhat hurtful that I did hear recently that like people have an issue with me that I didn't know that because I literally, when I'm in New York, I say nothing but good things about, you could mention a comedian I barely know, and I will say nothing but great things because everybody in the comedy community here means so much to me because I'm like, you were here at a point in my life where I found myself, whether you know it or not. I'm like, and that means so much to me. So the show tonight, when I got the lineup, I was like... It's very exciting, by the way. I got the lineup... And I a bit. freaked out because I was like, this is one of the only times in my life that I felt validated and I don't usually need to be, but I was like, I've worked so hard and had so many people against me. And then I saw my name with names that I was like, these are people that you're in the room. I'm in the room. You're in the room. And it's, it literally like, I was like, People, I've been working, I've been doing open mics in the subway in New York. I talk to no one. There's no crowd when I first moved back. I've had people that I started comedy with not fucking book me because they say that they already have too many females on the show. I've had people not fucking book me over Those people should be fired out of show business. And then I hear about people that like, like I said, when I'm in New York and I meet comedians... I'm nice to everybody I meet because, like I said, I truly believe that. I'm like, whatever's igniting me to actually stay on this fucking planet is the same thing as everybody here. We have different voices. We have different experiences. But this is the most genuine version of myself. So why wouldn't I respect that in you? So the fact that, like, people... But you're self-aware. It's Yeah, it's strange. that, And that's why I'm like, it is hurtful to hear that like people I'm like I don't know what idea people have of me but it's definitely not the right one yeah and I'm like but when I saw that lineup and I saw who I was whose names mine were next to my name wasn't on it I'm on next week can I say it no I can't but we're not gonna air it we're gonna air it after the show no because it's not nobody's business okay and and this is gonna put you in a position where people the haters are gonna rise yeah. It's not nobody's business. Just rock the house. Yeah. Especially if you reveal all this shit and you bomb. I'm not going to bomb. I know I you're not going like to bomb. like that energy. It's not an energy. Yeah. It's, it's all the Words excitement of possibility. You're not going to bomb. Yeah. I've already anointed the situation. You're going to fucking rock it. It's just, I, I've never felt so strange. Every time I come here, things move forward. And then my friend that I stayed with, that I'm staying with usually now... She was like, why wouldn't they be? She was like, you work every day. I write every day. I go on open mic. It's because you've only got 12 months under your belt. Yeah. And like the trajectory people talk shit about because they're like, oh, it's because you're a female that you get booked. And I'm like, it, I don't think it is. Just, you, you can't, anybody that's doing, it's, that's the great equalizer about this stand up comedy thing is, the bottom line is funny. Just These people be funny. like to slice it. Just women show. Just they, be funny. Just be fucking funny. Yeah, it and doesn't like, matter. It meant a lot to me. I went to the opening when well, you were, when we were at Creek in the Cave. I mean, I had so many douchebags going up to me telling me jokes I should tell when they weren't comedians. But I, I was just, getting advice too. It was so fucking retarded. <laughs> but I had a um, fucking idiots. I had a kid come up to me that had seen me on open mic the night before. And he was like, hey, you were at Lucky Duck. And I was like, yeah. And I had never met this kid before. And he was like, you're funny. And he was like, I'm not saying this like, he's like, it's going to sound offensive. And he's like, you're not funny for a girl. Yeah. He said, you're funny, not funny for a girl. And I was like, I I was like, I know 
you're not being trying not to be offensive. And I was like, but that is flattering. So thank you because no, I like that's a shithead. I don't remark. think he knows. He doesn't think, know he's dumb. He doesn't know. He, he doesn't, doesn't know. know he's dumb. Yeah. So it's not. First of all, I don't care. You see, I have a different approach. Yeah. See, I'm just like, thank you for noticing. Because everyone's expecting you to be a cunt. Yeah. And I'm not saying that. No, I, I'm, I'm aware. You get a weird approach. And when if you, you have to be extra uh, compromising to just get through the day. It's strange because I truly forget. And I think it's the most boring thing about me is that the way I look, I think is the most boring thing about me. And I don't think I'm like a fucking eight or nine or anything. I don't think that at all. I'd say a solid five. Thank you. I like, I honestly would be like, I'd honestly agree. I'd say five or six. Like, I'm like, I know I'm not hideous and people look at me, but it's like, I don't even like getting into it. I think it's so boring. It's the eyes. Yeah. Cause they look mean. No, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> they're, they're crystal. Oh, oh. Hmm. Your crystal eyes. Mm, thanks. Thanks. You just kind of remind me of uh, litter box? An asshole. Yeah, I know. You know what? See, I extend myself <laughs> and then like, people pee on me. I don't know me. if you heard all my traumas, but when a guy is nice to me, I immediately find it threatening because I'm like, well, that means you're going to hit me down the road. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if if yeah, someone's yeah, nice yeah, to yeah, me, right? I'm like, down the road, where is this going to turn? Yeah, <laughs> like, totally. Like, When's the other shoe drop? Yeah. I'm sus- suspicious of everything. Yeah, anytime somebody's super nice. I did have to correct myself on our last podcast. I talked about the Lion King and being involved in Hamlet and it's Macbeth. Okay. I know that Is means that nothing to you. Yeah. Is that Shakespearean thing? Yeah. Was it uh, to be or not to be? Yeah. Is that Macbeth? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I was in uh, Shakespeare's hometown. I didn't even like, think about him. Where, where did he grow up? Uh, in England. Okay. Um, I can't remember everyone. Anybody Science who's is my wheelhouse. So. Anybody who's literate can figure it out. Um, oh, the camera died. Cool. So we're all over the place now. We got more we audio. We have so many mediums. I am. Uh, that's so weird. Huh? Huh? Because I looked at it. Is that on? We got some of it and uh, the audio. So between it, I can sew this all together. It'll be interesting. It'll be like a uh, Frankenstein. Monster of a podcast. You've got a, uh, a big show tonight. I know. Do you I, know what time it is? It's no. Oh, no. I have an alarm set. Do you? Yeah. I have an alarm set for, or actually, no, I had it set for 640. Okay. So and it's, it's about not going to go off. off. Yeah. Did I sound like, oh, no, I had it set for 647, so we'd have exactly an hour. Well, we're, we're good. Oh, you're all you're out of great. traumas to say? Yeah. You, you, you don't want to share any more traumas triggered with me? me with my dead father's hyena looking into my eyes. Um, Tell me I'm not going to bomb. Tell me again. First of all. Tell me again. I already point told it, you, you we were going on the show before you got on the show. I know. You're not going to bomb. Yeah. You're going to be fine. You're <sighs> going to honestly. Okay. <sighs> do you want me to rate your set before you even no. do it? Yeah. Well, if you're going to say something positive, yes. If you're going to say something mediocre, then don't say it out loud because I believe words have power. <laughs> so well, that's the show, out. everybody. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so no. that's where we're gonna end no. it. You got it. Yeah, you thank got you. it. Yeah. For for somebody who's got twelve months of experience under their belt, um, you're you're on the uh, you're on the treadmill. It's gonna be great. Stop it's gonna it. be so fun. I'm Stop sorry. It. I noticed Brian has lipstick on his head. Ew, that's not blood. <laughs> it's definitely not blood. It's not blood. <laughs> I don't know why I'm talking to you I know. at the camera now. <laughs> um, I'm oh. excited. I'm, I'm going to uh, go to the show, maybe uh, do a spot myself. I'll make sure they'll put me on before you, and then I'll blow you completely off the stage. Okay. And fuck up everything <laughs> that'd be great it's one of my favorite it'd be a learning experience the dream killer yeah that'd be a- <laughs> it's what i like to do I that's like my to favorite come in. sexual position is the dream killer, the dream killer? <laughs> yeah what does that look like it's just when you just fucking completely break somebody emotionally oh yeah like- is that when you have sex with a gun to your head <laughs> no but i guarantee you've done that huh whoa 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 we're recording <laughs> I've had a, a girl that used to make me wear her dead father's clothing. Stop, really? And fuck her, like, Stop. weirdly. Strange. And you did it. That's the thing. But also I'm on you, you player. did it. 
You did. Hey, it. the suit fit. You know, it's a, <laughs> he was a salesman. Really? Yeah. And he really he had nice suits, and He'd she was hung, like, "Wear this." Oddly enough, the suit he hung himself in the closet at her in her bedroom. <laughs> Sales numbers were off that month. And uh, <laughs> 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 holy shit, I'm. I don't even know what to say. Touche. Thank you. His sales numbers were off. So he offed himself. He was an UG salesman. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I can see those were, those had a high trajectory up to Tom Brady. And then, yeah, everything after that. I can see it. All right. Yep. Tonight's going to be great. Thank you. I can't wait to say I told you so when you came off stage. Good. Well, I'm going to spit gum in your hair from the balcony. <laughs> While you're performing, I'm totally going to sabotage your ass. And then I'll be the hero of Austin. They're like, yeah. ding dong, the wicked witch is dead. Absolutely. Like, this bitch keeps coming here from New York City. Who does she think she is? <laughs> like, yeah, they used to say that about me, too. Right? But I came from Canada with snowshoes. So. Oh. I'm going to get some Uggs next time. You've inspired me by the story. Just follow the ass out of that <laughs> fucking stuffed animal. I thought you already did. I left it here for three Whoa. days, so I figured. <laughs> I wouldn't. Actually, that is a that is very Fleshlight compatible. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Gina? Yes. Jason? Hyena? Absolutely. <laughs> Have a great show. Thank you. Tonight. <laughs> Thank you. I will. All right. It'll be Wonderful. It's going to be great. I am so excited. But you also have... Oh, God. You don't even... You don't want to hear it. No, say it. I know it. No. <laughs> Look. <laughs> I, I bombed a lot. Yeah. You're not bombing tonight. No, I'm not. I'm just... It's just very validating to me. And it breaks my heart and makes me feel so alive at the same time that I worked so hard and I... You, you're not even into the worst part of it yet. This, you're going to look back on this and go, what was I so amped up about? No, I'm not. Yeah, you will. <laughs> really. Because you got some real stress coming your way. I know. In year two and a half. Yeah. You're going to have some real shit showing up at your front door. Yeah. Where the stakes are high. And there's going to be... Anyway, I'm not going to get into your future too much. I like it, though. We, uh, you're, I think it's interesting because you seem like Yoda right now talking to me. And I think it's probably interesting for some people that, like, you're at a, obviously, different, you've had more experiences. And I'm a person that came from, I did a show at, like, a fucking tent last weekend. Yeah. And now I'm doing this show. At the where, Vulcan Theater. Yeah. Tonight. Yeah. Via a Kill Tony performance. You did 60 seconds, and now you're on, honestly, the mm-hmm. biggest show in the world. Yeah, that's why I'm like this I'm is losing the my biggest shit. Comedy show. I feel in very the world. I feel very present in a matter of hours, and I'm on it. You're on it, and there's no names of people that wouldn't book me on their coffee shop show. There's no names they're of the people even, that you know hate it. And the worst part is they're not even going to be in the room. I know. And the people that you do recognize from that are there to see you fail. Yeah, and the, I have so many people though that. Are coming that were like I'm buying tickets after they saw Kill Tony. I had so many people. It separated immensely. It was like a parting of a sea after I did that, and people heard I did well and I got offered the mm-hmm. spot. Or I went to an open mic after, and I had so many and people. This is all for free, by the way. Like yeah. you, this is there's no even financial no. thing on the board. This is just on the craft. Yeah, you're the best. Yeah, on the Kill Tony performance on Monday. <laughs> And it's not like I had so many people. It was just such a parting of a sea that just was so clear. And that's why I feel so strange right now. It's like one of those moments where you're very present, where it's like many people came out to hug me and they were like, holy fuck, I'm so proud of you. And I got certain texts and I went to an Stay open mic. Stay away from those people. No. They're misleading. The, the ones that I was on an open mic with that knew and went, that's cool, were the ones that I was like, wow, you can't even fake it anymore. Like that's you're. Fine. I know, I was, that's yeah. more of a thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks for saving my time. The the, uh, uh, the amount of uh, amount of well, that's that's our show, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. Thanks for uh, part two. Absolutely. I have a sneaking suspicion there's never going to be a part three. Yeah, right. You're block me, and <laughs> your career is going to take off, and you're no, like that I'll guy. Be back. 
I'll be back. I wore and then a tank next time on video, Brian's got to have a, a thing. Brian's Brian getting, will take us in. <laughs> Brian's gonna get some pants and some sunglasses, and I'm taking down the beach. Yeah, I'll get him some Uggs in the suit. Thanks for being on the show, Gina. Thank you for having me. Where can people find you? At eggs, the letter N hot sauce mm. on Instagram, and also at ginahainacomedy.com. Well, you heard that, stalkers. <laughs> Enjoy yourself. Um, I know you're pressed for time, and uh, thanks for popping in. Thank and, you. Uh, being part of my f- semi-failed. Like, I bombed right now. My, you learned. My camera right? shut down, this, that. And it won't ever happen this. again. And uh, I, you you live to fight another day. Yeah, then none of I that will ever happen again. for the opportunity to fail. Absolutely, same. Same. I always I have no issues failing. You're the best. Thank you. So are you. Sorry, I was talking to him. Hey. Brian. <laughs> well, now my feelings are hurt. Thank God Brian's here. <laughs> Stop! Stop! What happened was true. It was bizarre.